Hey guys, this is Dagon123, and welcome to... TAKEACAST! Welcome everyone to the next exciting episode of TenchiCast, presented by TenchiForum.com. Every successful franchise is remembered for one thing or the other, but no legend is complete without an iconic soundtrack to accompany it, and Tenchi is certainly no stranger to unforgettable music and legendary melodies. Today with me, I am joined by Chuck. Hello, everybody. JG. What's up? Kiyoka. Konnichiwa. And who? Hello, Internet. We're going to start off with the big one first. From 5 to 1, what were your favorite Tenchi Muyo tracks and why? Oh, man. This, I have to say, is by far the hardest question I have ever been asked on Tenchi, Ch- Tenchi Cast, just so you know. How miserable you've made my life with this question, Dagon. In in all jest, of course. Um, I this one was really difficult to come up with a top five. I've done my best to try and come up with a, a very diverse and yet excellent uh, group of songs, and it was just so difficult to to come to five. But I guess we'll see how how it lines up with everyone else. Um, my number five. Is uh, is a, is a is actually my own, the only background song in my top five. Uh, it's from the, the third Tenchi movie, and its name is "Memory of Camellia." I really love this one. It's, it's a short. It's the shortest one I have on my list. It's only about two and a half minutes, and it, like I said, it's a background piece. But I thought this one fit extremely well with the tone of that particular film, which is my favorite, one of my favorite iterations in any Tenchi continuity. And I just love it. Built up slowly, and you could sense the just the the tragic backstory of Haruna and young Yosho, and the building of the. Uh, the the theme and eventually they have an they have a an accordion playing and i just thought it really it really fit together the song layered extremely well and it was the perfect background piece in in any of the movies i've seen so far and that's why it was my number 5 well this one was difficult for me too um it's a background piece of music from OVA 1 their soundtrack it is Ryoko's theme And I had a lot of other things in mind uh, that kind of were fighting for that placement. You know, not to say that it's a bad song at all, uh, but I think it kind of, compared to everything else I had a choice of, it kind of epitomizes more of Tenchi and the kind of lightheartedness and bouncy feeling of it. And, you know, you once you start playing it, you can use it for so many things. I mean, we tried to use it for the OhioCon... Uh, Tenchi 
panel. It's just a universally fun piece of music to listen to, and it's bouncy, and it doesn't you know grind on your ears or anything because it's so repetitive or anything like that. And they used it a lot throughout the different Tenchi series, so it's just like you could hear that song, you know, this is going to be good stuff. Uh, yeah, chiming in here. Um, of course, this was uh, this was a difficult list to compile, but uh, you know, for my number five, I put down. Talent for Love, that's the, uh, the English title. And I think this is the first one we've mentioned on uh, here, but I uh, don't quote me on that. But uh, it's it's one of the many examples of where the uh, you know the English version the, the dub of Kenshi went above and beyond what we see nowadays with a lot of dubs. And not only did they do a fantastic dub uh, for the for the series, obviously, and the characters, but uh, they turn around and they go that extra mile. And they did uh, not only this song, but a lot of uh, the songs that I'm sure we will uh, discover as the cast goes on. They had their respective uh, English counterparts that were not just shadows of their Japanese originals, but I really feel that they they stand out on their own uh, in their own right. And uh, this was just one that you know it was played in the ending of the uh, OVA, and it was one of those uh, ending songs where even after the episode is done, you you, you keep the uh, the DVD, or if you're watching it online, or, or what have you, you just keep it playing, and you listen to this this song, and it's it's. Um, it, I, I guess, at the risk of sounding goofy or cheesy, it, it's it's enchanting in a way. I mean, it really is, and it, it's 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 kind of that fun spirit that uh, is Tenchi Muyo. If this was a top ten list, it would have made my life a whole lot easier. But no, it's not easy now. Um. Well, my f- number five was Hypersense, right? Manatsu no Eve. That's the ending song to Daughter of Darkness. I can't really explain why I liked it precisely, but from a foreigner's point of view who can't remember the lyrics and what they mean, it the way the build-up of the song goes, it sounds like a journey sort of thing. It's like a mysterious sound to it. Uh, I can't really say much more on it because I, I'm not sure how to put it, but that's basically why I like it. Well... My number five is from Tenchi the Movie, and it is the ending theme, which is Alchemy of Love. Come to you across the divide, looking out a wrinkle in time. Alchemy of Love, which was done by Christopher Frog, was... It was just such an aware piece of music. Everything about, you know, everything about Tenchi the movie was spot on for what they were trying to achieve. I mean, I made I made the statement in an earlier uh, Tenchi cast that it was, uh, it achieved what it did harder than the Death Star nailed Alderaan. So, you know, I have a very high thought of this movie. 
and Christopher Frolic knew exactly how to portray that in his soundtrack. And to end with Alchemy of Love, I don't think you honestly could have captured the quote-unquote anime made for the big screen in the 90s feel more than that song did. That's our number fives, and now we're going to be heading into our number fours. Well, it's it's funny that I should be next because my number four is actually Alchemy of Love. Uh, I echo your sentiments entirely, Dagon. I very much thought that Christopher Franck did a fantastic job in his entire soundtrack for the first movie. Uh, but this song in particular stands out as just probably the pinnacle of that soundtrack. This one, this one, as who mentioned earlier, is one that got a Japanese and an English version. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm rather conciliatory. I like to say it's it. Which one is best comes down to your individual point of view. This one, however, is one I feel pretty confident about saying that I think the the English version is far and away better than the Japanese version. This one was one that just really it really hits you, especially after the emotional ending of that movie. It's it's it comes full circle and it, it reminds you why you loved the characters, um, especially Achika and Young Nobuyuki in the first place. And it was just the perfect ending to to that movie. And like I said in way back in my very first Tenshi cast in the first movie, I really think that Christopher Frank is the unsung hero of uh, of the first Tenshi movie. His score and this song in particular made that film. Oh, this one's a difficult one because I could swap it around really easily. Position number four has got some competition. Um, I'm going to go with the, which before I get into this, anybody who's watching this, take a look down below the video in our description, and we should have some links or uh, some text that shows uh, where you can go ahead and listen to these songs online, or we may have some clips in front of this so that you can kind of follow along with us. This one I'm going to suggest you go to AnimeLyrics.com and look it up. But this will be from Tenchi in Tokyo, or Shin Tenchi Muyo. Yamanai, I can't pronounce it. Yamanai Ren something or another. Who helped me out here? You can pronounce it, I can't. I always said Yamarenanai, Yamarenanai, but I, I don't quote me as being right on that. But Well, that's closer than I can get. In any case, it's a it's the ending to Shintenchi Muyo, not the opening, and it's it kind of epitomizes the Tenchi community, I guess. It's some of the lyrics are unstoppable, unstoppable. However old we might get, unstoppable, unstoppable. Even dead, even transformed, even born again. You know, it's talking about the different things that each of the cast, it's the entire cast from Kione through even Rio Oki talking about what they love to do. And that even, essentially, no matter how old they are, even if they tell us to stop, we're going to keep enjoying what we do. It's kind of got a hoedown theme to it. I mean, we're talking about banjos and so forth, but it's just fun to listen to. And, like I said, it kind of epitomizes the, the Tenchi community over the years. You know, I've been around in it about 13 years now, and we're still going. So we're unstoppable, unstoppable. Well, what's the fifth one was really hard to decide. The My next four are actually ones that 
They either make me feel happy, sad, you know, depending on the series. My favourite, uh, number four, is... I don't know the full title, but I think it's called Love Song, or I Can Hear a Love Song. And it's from the third movie, Tenshi Forever, or in Japanese, Tenshi Moyo in Love 2. Whenever I hear it, I, th- I think of the hardships the gang have faced and the happiness that ensures, basically. Because they're basically, in the, the day, they're all a big family and they're there for each other through whatever happens. Well, that's basically how I interpret it, even though I know the lyrics are not that. <laughs> well, I gotta say, this is... Uh... This is really fun right off the bat, you know, having not and not knowing each other's lists before we did this. This is just this is just fun to see how the the diversity, but the similarities, um, because for my number four, again, Christopher Frank. I mean, I totally uh, agree with uh, Chuck saying uh, unsung hero. Definitely. For my number four, uh, gosh, Alchemy of, of Love did cross my mind. Uh, but uh, I went ahead and and I said Achika's theme. And the reason for that is just, I, you know, I love Tenchi Muyo in love, but that scene towards the end where, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, hopefully people have seen it if they're listening to this, but where, um, where they've defeated uh, Kane and, uh, and they, have to, they all have to go back to their own time and they're all saying goodbye to Achika and, you know, and Tenchi, it's, it's the last interaction he has with his, with his mother, basically, he's... You know, he's not even "quote unquote" there. He's kind of he's unconscious or what what have you. And you know, it's just it's it's this really emotional uh, scene. And you know, I, it still chokes me up every time I watch it. And I think, like you guys said, in many ways, Christopher Frank he he just hit the nail on the head. And I think this is this is one instance where he really did. We had we had heard about um, Achika barely from secondhand uh from Tenchi Universe. So it was it was so wonderful to get to meet her uh, in this movie. And I think you really can't say enough about how much Christopher Frank's score did for the movie and did for the character of Achika. My number four is from Tenchi Universe. And it is the first thing that you hear in Tenchi Universe, and that is the opening. Otherwise referred to as the Tenchi TV opening, and I don't think it's actually, I don't think it actually has a name other than Tenchi TV opening in Japanese or the universe opening. The opening to universe or Tenchi TV, it literally embodies everything that makes, you know, what makes Tenchi Muyo fun. It's, you know, it's the perfect opening for Universe in that aspect. Very upbeat, very adventurous, and it fits Tenchi Universe like a glove. Like, they're, what better intro than an upbeat, adventurous, just like, uh, and done by Sonya, which was 
done completely in English and Japanese. And like I said, what what better way to open up universe? Now we're on to number threes. Dagon, you and I must be on like some sort of the same brainwave because my number three is actually some is actually you talked about the beginning of of universe. My my number three is very much at the core of the end of universe, and my number three is dimension of love. This is the song that really just jerks your heart because it's the song that that this, it plays in the background where at the very end of the last episode of Universe where Ryoko comes back and she's standing there and she's alive and Tenshi is just blown away and she flies and sails into his arms and they, they look together up to the sky knowing that all of their friends are, are coming back and the carnival has truly come around again. And that song perfectly fit that, that, that very emotional full circle feel to the conclusion of, of Universe. And I thought it was by far and away the best way to send out that great uh, story from that great show. And that's why it's my number three. I'm going to have to go with the spinoff series, Duel, and you can debate me into the ground. I welcome the challenge, but I'm going to go with the Duel opening theme song, the Parallel Mix version. There's actually three versions of this, or four versions of the song, the TV size, the original, the Mitski's version that was done by the voice actresses for the two characters, and then the Parallel Mix. Frankly, it's just a... you know, fun song to listen to. I'll play it in my car. I'll play it on my TV and use it to work out too. It, it's got an awesome bass line to it and some synth. And, you know, it doesn't do anything amazing in terms of lyrics. Uh, but, you know, several group parts of the cast join into it at the end there. It's just a real fun song to listen to and you can't really help stop your foot from tapping, playing around with it. It was really, it's really difficult with this one because I, I didn't know which was going to three or two, but at the end of the day, I think it's number three's got to be the, uh, I think it's actually called The Opening. And it's from Tenshimuyo in Love. And it's played shortly after the intro of the film, where it shows you the school in the 70s and that. It's the only BGM on my list, actually. And I put it there because it's just for the purity of the sound. It sounds so peaceful, and how can you not feel relaxed when you hear that? I I haven't got much else to say other than that. Uh, number three already, halfway there. Numero tres. Um, gosh, every one of these, I'm thinking, oh, I should have let, I should have put that. Oh, I, you know, I mean, you, you, you can't fit them all in a top five. It's hard. Uh, but anyway, I digress. The, uh, the opening for OVA two. I'm a pioneer.
that's the uh, or just Pioneer. That's the uh, that's the English the English title. Yet again, we have fantastic uh, English vocals done by uh, Sharon Scott, I believe, and I believe it was uh, Chisa Yokoyama who does uh, who does a lot of the uh, the uh, the Japanese originals. It's just a it's just a feel good song. It motivates you to watch the show, get you on board. But honestly, I think almost more than any of the other songs I have on my list, and this is when you know a, a song or a theme is phenomenal, is when it is when it transcends its native environment. It's uh, you know the uh, it, it it's means so much more to me than just within the context of the series Tenchi Muyo. Not that that doesn't mean a lot, obviously, but you know just the 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 English lyrics. The first time I heard those, and then when I got back into Tenchi, I guess two or three years ago as of this recording, you know, just some of the lyrics, I'm sure we'll, we'll have links posted to them that, you know, it, it motivated me, basically, without going into a lot of boring detail. It, it motivated me during a difficult time in my life when you're, you're graduating college and you're deciding, what am I going to do with my life? Uh, what direction am I going to go? And am I going to take the easy way out, kind of? Or am I going to kind of, without, at the risk of sounding really, really corny, follow my dreams, you know, and go for it. And this song, to me anyway, it says go for it. You know, be a pioneer. Don't just, you know, don't just listen to the the endless talkers is how they say it. I guess nowadays we'd say the haters. But yeah, this song, it just, it's just some days, even still, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm feeling down or unmotivated or whatever, I listen to this song and it's a complete 180. I am just... I am just up there, and I am ready to take on the world. So that is my number three. Chuck, I have to absolutely agree with you that we have got to be on some kind of wavelength because my number three is Dimension of Love from Universe. Pretty much what you said, Dimension of Love is a great capstone on Tenchi Universe. I've pretty much said it already, but every piece of music in Tenchi fits the scene it was intended to be in. It's it's so perfect that it's almost eerie, you know? It's like an enigma. But what certainly isn't eerie is how heartfelt the song is. And with that upbeat, playful attitude that that Universe has, it's just... I've said, I'll probably say it a million times more. It's just perfect. And... Every, everybody who has heard or watched Universe, and not to do spoilers, even though, I mean, Chuck kind of already did it, but when it starts playing, it starts off kind of soft, and then it builds up, and then it builds up, but it's not that build-up that is really kind of soft. It's like, you hear you hear the upbeat, it just hasn't gotten quite to its crescendo yet, and then, you know, Tenchi's walking along, and you know it, you're like, man... I got a good feeling, and you feel that knot in your stomach kind of start to unravel, and it starts to be like butterflies, and the minute that Tenchi turns around and Ryoko is there, and it, Dimension of Love goes into full blast, it's just like, it's amazing. You know, there's there's no other words to describe it. That was number threes, and here comes the number twos. Uh, I, I talked a lot about how this list was extremely hard for me to make. But this is probably the exception. The top two for me were always, and forever will always be the easiest. I will always have my top two. That were that there was no there was no thought involved. I just instinctively knew what they are. And my number two is the lonely moon.
this one was the ending of OVA two. This is the the outro for OVA two, and just the emotional depth of this song, it it just trounces all of the other songs for me personally on this list because just the emotion of of the song two lovers separated and unsure of of their continued feelings but yet every time every time uh, they get back together they 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 understand why they were so meant for each other and this is just a song for me that just it both the english and the japanese version i think were equally equally spot on in in their portrayal of just that great emotional depth to this song and for me personally it may be a bit biased because I just love the outing, the, the outro video of OVA2 with Ryooki staring starry-eyed up into the, the constellations at night, and I just love that image. And just the the imagery of of lovers separated like the Earth and the Moon and their eventual reu- reuniting, it's just, it's for me, it was, it was the perfect outro for the, for any of the series, and I loved it to death, and that's why it was my number two. Well, now that everybody's run it over uh, a couple of times, I'm going to have to go with Dimension of Love. And much like Dagon mentioned, and Chuck mentioned, and Who mentioned, and pretty much everybody's mentioned, it fit perfectly with the end of Universe. I mean, like you said, it, it starts out slow, and it blasts you at the the apex of it, just when you had a, a hope that there might be something there. And... I don't know the the words of the song. Even so, there there's a couple parts in it that are kind of off. But you know, it's about two people, you know, hoping for the future and you know becoming lovers and going on an adventure from this point, starting into the you know from here on. And you know, you can listen to it. It's a it's a solid stand post of Tenchi. You can play that. Probably most any anime convention, and somebody's going to recognize it. You know, it's it's classic. What can you do? You can't keep it out of your top five. Well, uh, my number two is the Tenshi Universe opening. I slightly prefer the English version over the Japanese, but I both have them on my you know music list because. Sometimes I just like to listen to the Japanese lyrics and forget what they mean and just lose myself in it. I chose it because, well, others have said it embodies what Tenshi is all about. It's a funky, fun sound. You can't help but feel energetic and happy listening to it. It just embodies the positivity of Tenshi. And that's why it's my number two, but unfortunately not my number one. (laughs) Well, I think we're getting into some overlap here, but uh, there's obvious reasons for that. These are these are all great songs, and like JG said, you know, how can you not have uh, Dimension of Love in your top five? Well, truth be told, that you know, it. I mean, it's like they're almost like my children at this point. It's like, how do you how do you pick? But you know, for variety's sake, I I don't have that listed here because um, I'm pretty sure I couldn't say anything constructive after what you guys said it you hit the nail on the head um but uh for my number two um pretty sure it's been mentioned already and i'm pretty sure a lot of people uh will agree with me here ryoko's theme it is it describes ryoko 
so well, its namesake, obviously. It's, uh, it's playful. It's energetic. It's a little mysterious. Um, and I feel it just, it just captures Ryoko perfectly. And I also feel that, in a lot of ways, it, it's, um, you know, it, it's very reminiscent of Tenchi as a series, as well, and I'm not trying to hate. I'm not trying to say go Team Ryoko here, but I I really feel that just the quality of this of this piece as such, and just its uh, its flavor, if you will, or its identity is uh, is just so strongly aligned with with the series, kind of the whimsical nature of it. You know, Tenchi as a series has always impressed me with how cosmic and grand the scale of it is, and and uh, the plot, and yet. There's these episodes like where they uh, they take care of Tenchi's little cousin, I think, uh, where they're babysitting the kid. There's there's these these episodes where it's just whimsical and fun, and it's uh, yeah, it's why we love Tenchi. And I mean, I'm, no joke, I'm not even just trying to brag this up for this for this uh, cast, but that's that's my ringtone right now. If you were to give me a jingle on my phone, you would hear Ryoko's theme coming from my pocket. Which I think is awesome, because if I'm getting a call from a friend, I'm like, oh, great, positive feelings. If I'm getting a call from an employer saying, hey, we're not interested, it's like, well, that's okay. At least I got to listen to half of Ryoko's theme uh, while I waited, made you wait to pick up the phone. So that is my number two. Well, I would have to agree with a quote that is, great minds think alike, because like who, my number two is Ryoko's theme which is used throughout OVA 1 and Universe and OVA 2. Ryoko's theme is one of the flagship themes in Tenchi. It usually ends a funny scene with the gang, and a lot of the, the majority of the time, it's either the first thing that we hear right after the title card, or it's the last thing we hear before you end the credits. And the name of the theme is Ryoko's theme, because the first time that we get that kind of opening, that taste of what Tenshi is, is in the first episode when Ryoko blows up a gas line, and that you know that comedic, that comedic, playful, upbeat feel that can only be captured by the name Tenshi Muyo starts playing as Ryoko says, "Hey, that's no way to treat a lady," and that feel is just that's Tenshi. You know, as soon as you hear that theme, you think upbeat, you think Washu making something crazy, Sasami's in the kitchen, Mihoshi is blowing something up or she's sleeping, and so on and so forth. And every time I hear it, or even hear about it, I, I can't help but smile, because it brings back so many nice memories, and it's just, like who said, it's, it's, a, it's completely positive. There's not one thing about it that just says, you know, man, that could be better. It's just like, yeah, Ryoko's theme. And now, finally, what everyone thought was their favorite Tenchi theme, the number ones. Oh, man. Like I said, like I said before, this, there was never any doubt in my mind for, for this one. The, the very second I first heard this song... It was just a wow moment. It blew me away, and I have not stopped being impressed by this song. And it's been mentioned before by Kyoka. It was her number five, but it's my number one. It's Manatsu no Eve. Uh, it's the ending to the second Tenshi movie, 
And it for me the reason it the reason it beat out all the other ones is that it is by far the most fun, energetic, and just joyful song I have ever heard in Tenshi or any anime in in, in general. It's the images that play in the in the end, the the happy Christmas images, and that it's it it's that feel. It's the feeling of Christmas. You've just unwrapped a present. And it's the best. It's exactly what you wanted, and it's the best thing in the world at that time. And for me, this song just completely encapsulates that joy and just overwhelming happiness that that comes with with the holidays. And for it just happened to be a Tenchi song, and that's why it's my number one. Well, I'm gonna go against the grain here and repeat what like four other people have said. But uh, I'm going to go with I Can Hear a Love Song from Tenchi Forever. It's hard to say that it really is a number one position amongst other things that I've got here and all that. But, I mean, it, it fits. It's like if you have Dimension of Love as your number two, it's fitting to have this as your number one because Tenchi Forever technically comes after Tenchi Universe. So it's not particularly even a, an up beat song. It's about essentially one lover saying goodbye to another. But it's just the the vocalist that sings it. It's, it's just something that's enjoyable to listen to. Uh, it's kind of sad, but hopeful, I guess, at the same time. Uh, it fit the ending of the movie very well, even if it wasn't necessarily translated for us to read, unless uh, you probably have the DVDs. But... You know, what can you really say? It it fits just as well as Dimension of Love did to Ryoku's reappearance, which is essentially rehashed for the ending of Tenchi Forever as she, you know, goes back to him and gets him again, you know, looking off into their future. But I think to some extent it applies maybe more to Ayaka than it does to Ryoko in some ways, being that it's talking about somebody parting, but, uh, you know, who knows? But it, it's probably one of my favorites up there. Like I said, I can't be absolutely certain I would call it number one, but yeah, it, it definitely belongs in the top five. I can tell you now, number one was an no-brainer. It's always been my number one. And it is Alchemy of Love, in the English version. Now, this is going to sound brave, but I think the English version is far superior to the Japanese. Uh, the English has more power to the voice and the way the lyrics are brought across. I think there's more range of emotions and the mis- uh, I think her name's Nina, the singer. I Her voice is just so alluring and I, I just listened to the Japanese one before the ca- uh, cast started and it's been five years since I've heard it and it's, it just doesn't sound on par to the English version. It sounds a bit dare I say amateurish? Sorry, fans. Uh, um, also, the lyrics sound mighty, uh, and the sound is so pure. I think it's a perfect mix, and wh- when I hear it, uh, it reminds me of the gang and how they stick together to these troubles. My number one, and it always will be. Oh, man, here we go. My number one, and you're all probably going to think I'm dorky or lame for picking this, but but give me a minute. My number one is the theme, the opening theme for the original Tenchi Moyo OVA one. 
and I will tell you why. Because when I, and I do mean the original, not the uh, the kind of weird. It was like a kind of a remixed version that they did for one of the uh, one of the. I think it was one of the newer DVD releases. Um, I don't know. That's off the top of my head. Maybe we'll have something in the description. But I immediately was like, uh, uh, no, uh. I see what you did there. You you thought it was. You thought we wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Oh, it's close enough, but no, no, I, I caught him. So the original theme, when I got back into Tenchi uh, several years ago via YouTube, when you could actually easily find him on YouTube and via uh, Tenchi Forum, I faintly had these memories, as I'm sure I've said on mainly, many other casts, of, uh, oh, yeah, there was that show. Yeah, what was that? Uh, Tenchi, that's what that show was. And I get, uh, I rediscover it, and... I, I'll never forget that day. It was when I, I clicked on the first episode and that opening theme starts. And they say, like, you know, you're like, what, like smell or something of your five senses is most strongly attached to memory. I don't know what it was, though, what was my, my sense of hearing here because I heard that after not hearing it for years. And all of a sudden, I didn't just remember Tenchi. I was transported back to 2000. I was I was literally transported back, and it just came flooding back to me, and I was instantly reabsorbed into it. And it, it you know it has a very um, this might sound tacky, but it it, it really does have a um, kind of a an oriental theme to it. it uses a lot of traditional instruments. It has a very mysterious feel to it, which I think fits Tenchi very well. It, it, it was um, you know, very sci-fi-esque, but it, it, it also blended the ancient with, with the cutting edge or the science fantasy, if you will, very fantastic elements. And it just, yeah, it was just, it's just indescribable for me how that will always be, you know, if I didn't have my, uh, my sense of uh, sight, knock on wood, and if I had to pick one thing that I heard that that just absolutely uh, was representative of Kenshimuyo, it would be that original theme. I think they just they just hit it right on the head um, from the very start. And so I think that will uh, everything we've mentioned. I love to death, and it's it's all good. That's why this has been so hard for everyone, I'm sure. But that is my number one. Who me and you? Our number one and our number two. My number one was the OVA1 opening, the original theme to Tenshi Muyo. And it will always be my number one, because it was the first thing, my first experience into this grand thing that has enveloped my life, and that is Tenshi Muyo. And it's a song that everybody knows, and there's no mistaking it. When you think of Ava, you think Cruel Angel Thesis, and as soon as it starts playing, your ears perk up, and everybody in the room knows exactly what it is. There's no, there's no double thinking it, and like who mentioned, it takes you back. It takes you back to the very first time. Even if it's not the same feel, you get this rush of nostalgia that just kind of hits you and says, this is what it's all about. The orchestration of it is unique and has a very Japanese feel to it, like, you know, like we said, very oriental, but it's also very modern. 
for what you know at the time was 1992. So it has this weird. It has this. I've used the term two or three times now. It's an enigma. Everything about Tenchi Muyo is an enigma. And that theme perfectly embodies it because there's nothing that sounds like it before or after. It is very distinctly Tenchi Muyo. And no matter how many times I hear it, it always gives me goosebumps. Like, I always remember, you know, no matter how far Tenchi goes, whether that's five years, ten years... A thousand years when Kajishima's head is in a jar. I will always remember it. I will always remember the first time that I heard that OVA1 opening. And it always it always makes me happy. Because it reminds me of just how awesome Tenchi is. We've talked a lot about... There's the Japanese version and then there's the English version. Most times in an anime, they're lucky to have anything foreign in it. And it's openings and endings let alone anything else, more often than not with broken English, if they're lucky. Tenchi, on the other hand, not only had complete English openings for the majority of its series, but they were done by English speakers, people who could speak it very, very, very well and could sing it just as good. And the soundtrack to the first movie was done by someone who wasn't Japanese. Like, it was, you know, Christopher Frank, who I believe was German, what are your thoughts on the Japanese versus English themes in Tenchi, and did they affect how you viewed that series? Well, like I said, we've, we've, we've sort of skirted this issue all throughout our lists, and I think it's, it's like a calling card for Tenchi. I mean, how many other animes do you know where not only their openings, but their whole soundtracks were dubbed into English? And, I mean, I haven't seen... I mean, I'm not the biggest into in-depth anime fan, but that's something special. That's something that Tenchi can own and really flout and say, this is, this is, what, this is part of what Tenchi is in the West. Um, and for the most part, I think they, they did an excellent job. They did an excellent, excellent job of not only translating, but carrying over the feel and the emotion of the original songs. And I know... Some corners out there are probably saying, oh, well, they can't get everything over. And I would tend to agree. I think, objectively, the Japanese songs, more often than not, are better. The, the, the emotion comes through, and the, the feel is, is more genuine, I think. But it all comes down to personal preference. And I think there is absolutely no shame in thinking that the English versions are better, because sometimes they are. And it's just... it's. Part of what Tenchi is, Tenchi has English soundtracks, and it's just something that we really take for granted. And I'm glad that I'm glad that there's such a variety of opinion about about this this topic because it's sort of it's what makes us Tenchi fans different from any other fans of other other anime. And that's that's my piece on it. I'm gonna have to disagree with Chuck on a couple of points, not huge points, but technically there was only one soundtrack. Uh, produced for the U.S. that covered pretty much all of the uh, Tenchi OSTs and so forth, and it had it was the it was a little like it just said Tenchi Muyo literally on it, and it had stuff from I think everything including Tenchi in Tokyo I believe. Uh, it didn't have anything of the movies or some of that on there, but it was. Compared to the massive amount of CDs that Tenchi Muyo has had produced for it over the years, uh, which are all Japanese, um, you, you can't really say that we got 
stuff translated in the English, or we had complete soundtracks in English. We 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 haven't. What we got was a the rehash of the best album, uh, essentially. Which, if you compare the tr- you know two track listings, are the same. So, yes, I think the for what they did and showing it on Toonami and to an English audience, uh, Pioneer and AIC did an excellent job of making the choice to go ahead with it. And I think if they had probably stuck with the Japanese uh, variations of like Dimension of Love and that, we would have probably lost a lot of our... Uh, understanding or feeling towards that scene in Tenchi um, because we wouldn't have understood what they were saying. I mean, sure, it would have sounded good. You know, I've got both versions. I've got probably 40 or 50 some odd Tenchi CDs uh, digitally that I went through. And yeah, I, I can't say that the, the Japanese has as much hold on me. But to agree with Chuck on a point, it is personal preference. I mean, you know, depending on what series you're watching, I mean, you could be watching like All oh My Goddess or Ghost in the Shell or, you know, Duel or whatever. And you can try and do a comparison and see what you've got here, what you've got there, you know, in terms of English and Japanese crossover. And there's some cases where the Japanese is better and there's some cases where the English is better. Um, you know, it's like there were a lot of songs that people mentioned here just a few minutes ago, like The Alchemy of Love or Your Talent for Love or that. I, I can't say that I like those as much in some cases as the, the Japanese ones or whatever. I don't think they they transliterated the lyrics um, quite as well as I would have liked. But yeah, there's, there's certain pluses and minuses. It's just like the old argument of dubs versus subs. You know, it used to be that I could only watch uh, dubs, and now I'm mostly into subs. Because, as Chuck said, the the Japanese have a more illustrative language that's based on imagery, whereas English is not that way. It's a conglomeration of a bunch of different things. So, you know, to each their own. I think, like, when I hear other animes, it's either one or the other. But in Tenshi's case, I think the Japanese and English are equal in most cases. Both are done professionally, translated well, I think, uh, and some by well, the perfect singers. I think Pioneer did an amazing job of picking the singers. I mean, the singers sounded like they enjoyed themselves, not doing some mediocre, uninterested sound. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Sherilyn was the only English voice actor to sing. Uh, which was the pretty summit of their opening, and you know what? I prefer that over the Japanese one, which was done by Chisa Yokoyama, I believe it was. Um, it was a real shame some were not done in English. I think Dagon's mentioned it, the Tenshin Tokyo opening. I would have loved to hear that in English. Um, and also, well, as I said, the English usually is my favourite, but fun fact, I prefer the Japanese dimension of love to the English one. But as I said, the only one that really did not win me over was the Japanese alchemy of love, which I've stated already. And here's another fun fact, which Patria has mentioned. They tried to get her to do a Tenchi song. I can't remember what it was. 
didn't go so well, let's say. <laughs> but overall, I think Tenshi, English and Japanese, they've both done exceptionally well, and I don't think any other anime comes close. But, um, but yeah, uh, without getting too far into... Uh, I don't want to fall into a subs versus dubs trap, obviously. I think everyone's done well of avoiding that. But I guess just towards, I think what the original question was, was like... Um, you know, was it a was it a different experience for you, or or you know, comparing the two different experiences? You know, obviously, uh, we're largely in the realm of uh, subjective opinion, obviously, and um, purely, almost entirely for nostalgia reasons. You know, I I prefer the like the dub of of Tenchi just because of nostalgia, and so like a lot of the songs really fall into that category for me as well. That's how I. Um, that's how I heard them on Toonami, and and so a lot of the the memories and the the good feeling that's how nostalgia works um, are attached to them. But you know, I I'm very hard pressed to say a certain song is uh, is better in a you know in the English version because um, I guess technically I'm sure all of them at at some level are aberrant readings of um, of the original. So I think. Purely for pragmatic reasons, it's, it's difficult to argue like a remake is better than the original because the original is the original, you know. But but I digress. But um, I will say that having uh, you know re-experienced like uh, Tenchi, I've now watched you know subbed. I obviously didn't do that when I was uh, watching it uh, the first go around uh, over ten years ago. And I will say with the with the subs and with the, the songs as well. Um, I greatly enjoy them, and you know they're they're phenomenal um, all around. But um, it is a slightly different experience, I will say. For you know, like I guess I've kind of gotten off track a little bit too much. But you know, like you know, Matt Miller is Tenchi to me. That's just how I'm used to to hearing him, and I've associated that with him. And so I guess uh, a lot of the the uh, the songs, I guess that would be probably Sharon Scott again. With we mentioned the. You know some of the the songs with the the dual singers. They they both do it well, or like uh, the the opening for Tenchi Universe, where it's the same singer uh, doing both versions. I'm glad someone brought that up because that is phenomenal, ph- phenomenal talent there. Um, but yeah, I guess um, I guess I I enjoy every song. I enjoy both versions. Um, I don't want to sound too wishy washy, like I'm trying to appeal to everyone, but I really do. They're they're all good. But I will say just for Purely, uh, my opinion, my biased opinion, uh, because of nostalgia. A lot of times, I prefer um, the English, you know. But uh, but that's just that's just me, and uh, those are my two cents on it. I would have to say right away that I think that the English tracks fit Tenchi just as perfectly as the Japanese tracks do. Uh, I mean, e- even the fact that we're having this discussion right now, it would be one thing if it was, oh, you know, I don't like the way that. Uh, Matt Miller did against Masami Kikuchi, but it's the themes themselves that we're able to look at so many and say, you know, oh, well, there's an English version and a Japanese version. And to kind of launch pad off of what JG said, uh, when Chuck said that we had gotten entire soundtracks in English, he wasn't necessarily wrong because all of the vocal themes in the OVA sans OVA3 were dubbed in English. Obviously, you can't dub a, an instrumental track. 
every one of the themes in universe that had a vocal track in Japanese were dubbed into English. And Pretty Sammy, the same way, completely in English. And it takes a lot for Pioneer or any company really to sit down and say, okay, we're going to, you know, dub a, we're going to dub a show. Uh, but it's another thing entirely when every single vocal track for the first five years of the show existing got dubbed into English and not just dubbed into English, but dubbed into English by fantastic English singers, Sharon Scott and, uh, Sherry Lynn even did it. And then so on and so forth. And it's different as an experience when you have an English opening, sure. But then say if we're to go through universe and to go to the end where dimension of love is at, you know, how much more is it going to mean to you when not only is the opening in English, but then everything else is in English as well. And you're going through and there's not, there's not a change of, you're not in a different mindset. You're going through it all at one on one wavelength. And I personally cannot imagine going through Tenchi and not hearing talent for love in, you know, not in English because it's really far-sighted to, and really to think like, oh, you know, this is going to have a big Western uh, appeal to it because everything is going to be in English. There's no barrier to entry. There's no, it's kind of like DBZ, although to a little bit uh, more of an extent than DBZ, because because so much was in English, it's a lot easier to, to digest. It's a lot easier to uh, accommodate to people. It was perfect for Tsunami in that respect. And obviously it's subjective and people will say, you know, whether they like the Japanese, the English better. And that's that's perfectly okay. But I think in this instance with Tenchi, it's not so much that, one, the Japanese was the intended version, but that both the English and the Japanese versions were intended to be seen that way. Tenchi wasn't just meant to be seen in Japanese, because its appeal is far greater than that. And Pioneer really pushed that forward by dubbing every single thing from 92 to 95 in English, so that way anybody could pick it up, and it would have, a, you know, a broader appeal. And to kind of, you know, throw in Christopher Frog again, unsung hero, just like it's been said before, you know, the guy, he wasn't, he hadn't even seen Tenchi before he did Tenchi in Love. He was just picked up uh, by the company Pioneer to do the soundtrack. And he, my, in my personal opinion, Christopher Frong is one of the most underrated composers of all time because every movie he's ever done is ten times better for it. He knows exactly how to play up a, a fast scene, to bring it down for a slow scene. He can say in music what most people can't say in words. And I think that that really, really helped Tenchi the movie, but also the fact that there's no discrepancy. Like, you don't ever think, oh, well, you know, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't made by someone who didn't know Tenchi. He, you know, he perfectly jumped into the spot, fit it like a glove. And when we're talking about something that's primarily Japanese, for someone who's not been around the show, for someone who's not been associated with the show, who's not, who is very much not Japanese, for him to play that part and to do it so well, I think speaks volumes about Tenchi's accessibility as much as um, how good Christopher Frank was. If I could just jump in and reply to uh, JG. 
I wasn't really trying to uh, imply that we got tons of soundtracks on CDs or anything, and we got the stuff translated. I was more referring to what Dagon was saying, that the entire soundtrack of what we heard when we watched the television was all in English. Uh, case in point, it sadly and somewhat shamefully wasn't brought up by any of us, but uh, Washu's Lullaby in OVA 2. The, the, it, it fit perfectly, and it was translated, and there was really no need, at least companies t nowadays and audience nowadays would say, oh, there's no need to translate that in English. It'll just, people will just watch it and accept it as part of anime. But they went the extra mile and they, they dubbed that song to make it even more appropriate to the audience that they were doing. And that's sort of what I was, I was talking about when I say that we got the entire Tenchi soundtrack um, dubbed. I wasn't talking about CDs or, or booklets or anything. Well, I I figured that from the start, but I didn't want it uh, there to be a a kind of a gross generalization there because there's a lot of Tenji music, and granted, you can't translate a background music song, but there is a ginormous amount of audio dramas. There's a ginormous amount of character songs where the cast is singing uh, about. You know, whatever, because we don't really know what it is. Most most of the stuff is not at anime lyrics or some of the the rest of it, uh, because nobody over here got any of that. What we got is basically what you just said, Chuck. A a TV soundtrack that conglomerated everything. And like I said, there is Pioneer didn't go to the extra effort of picking out certain songs. They already had a best of soundtrack. And then they just converted that and slapped a new label on it and sold it at Walmart, which is where I bought mine. You know, and I discovered it and I was like, oh my gosh, I must get this. Mom, give me some change. So, yeah, that, that's going back a ways. But I just don't want it to seem like, yeah, that's the only CD we've got. I mean, I think we might have gotten some CDs in the U.S. since then for like maybe OVA 3 or maybe the movies or something. But for, I mean, almost everything. That's like the one percentile that we got. Everything else you have to import, and that's what I'm trying to get across, is that there's a ton more out there to experience in Tenchi Music Land than just that one disc that covers the main theme songs. Of course, but I was talking about the what we got, what we saw on TV, what we were all exposed to, because obviously we don't live in Japan. So of what we saw, we got everything dubbed. To jump in here before Kyoka, technically, JG, we did get more than that. Pioneer did release many things under the Tenshi label. They just, you know, weren't available at, like, Walmart. They were available at, like, Suncoast. Because I know all three of the movie soundtracks got released. Uh, the first movie got released, like, two or three different times. So, uh, but anyway, uh, go on, Kyoka. Yay. Uh, just to correct myself, um... As Jody said, Ellen Gastel did sing a song as well. Uh, and I think Ryo, uh, Patria, oh, I'm just going to get started characters. Ryoko, Aika, and Washu, their English voice actors did do a bit of singing in one episode, I believe. Uh, but Sherry Lynn and Ellen Gastel were the only ones to actually sing a full length song, unless I messed up again and forgot. <laughs> well, and, you know, uh, that's a good point, Kyoko, because I like I get what you meant with Sherry Lynn. I, I think there's a difference there because, like, you know, like, uh, Patria and 
KT Vogue and um, they were all like, I remember that episode, they were like singing karaoke. And so like, you know, they were in character there and I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a big difference, uh, you know, not speaking from experience from like, you know, really singing um, for a, you know, like a professional and for like a full length song versus like you're, you're already doing a character and then they're directing you to like, okay, now this character is, is singing this part. So um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, you know, I'm just saying I'm with you there. I get you. Well, uh, just a quick uh, point on that. I, you know, so when they uh, sang, I believe this is Sherilyn and Katie, uh, Ellen Gastel, when they did their songs, I, I think they were trying to be in character because there's no way Sheridan sounded like Keone. She was doing Sasami. And Ellen Gastel, whether it was um, intentional or not, she sounded just like Mihoshi. We spent a good amount of time discussing themes with vocals, but now we're going to look at the other half of Tenchi with the character themes and background music. What were some of your most memorable non-vocal tracks from Tenchi? Oh, man. I mean... I, I sort of feel like cheating because two of mine were already really talked about before, and that is Achika's theme from Tenshi Muyo in Love and Ryoko's theme from the various series. Both of these, I think, as was discussed, fit their characters perfectly, but were also able to become more than just a character theme. They became sort of a theme for their respective uh, movies and series, and that's why I really love those. Another background music I would like to highlight would be um, Kagato's organ theme. I always really kind of liked that, the, the bockiness of it, um, the organ recital. Um, and the entrance of Kagato. I think that's the name it's called on the soundtrack, Kagato's Entrance or whatever. Just, it perfectly captures his just menacing presence and his, his oncom- the oncoming disaster of his visit to earth and i mean it, at this point i i you might as well just say the entire background music of OVA 1 and 2 because let's face it all of them fit extremely perfectly and i just named just one or two out of them that really struck me the most but th- those would be my background musics i already mentioned Ryoko's theme as my fifth but um i didn't include Rio Oki, the OVA one theme, because I figured somebody else would bring it up and you know crushed for space anyway. But I prefer the arranged version. It just sounds it's got more oomph to it. It's a lot clearer. You actually hear it on the uh, Tenchi cast opening instead of the original version. Um, that was one, of course. You know everybody's already talking about that. It's iconic. Um, defeat. which is also from OVA. 
Um, that is played when the opening of the episode right after uh, Ryo Oki and Aika's uh, core unit is blown up by Kagato and the Soja. And the next episode opens up with Ryoko sitting on the wreckage crying uh, that Tenchi's been killed. Uh, I mean, you could play that anywhere, and that scene would immediately come back to mind. Um, to the Limit. Universe is a nice, bouncy, uh, kind of techie-sounding song that's reused a lot there. Uh, Power of the Ruins from Duel. Uh, I've kind of always taken that as my Zen Virginbu theme song. Uh, it's a very kind of survive the the onslaught or you know keep standing up, keep going type theme. Yeah, you've got Tenchi's counterattack or the Wings of the Light Hawk. Those are both Tenchi ones from Kagato's battle that, you know, you can just hear Kagato saying, It's you! You're doing all of this! And lastly, I'll mention Reminiscence, which is from a lot of the uh, flashback videos in Tenchi OVA. Well, what a question to ask without preparation. Uh, um, I've got, uh, like other people, I'm sure, lots of background tracks. And unfortunately, some of them are not labeled, so I can't tell you what exactly they are. But uh, most of the Tenchi songs... There's a particular sound in it, and it's you just kind of smile as you listen to it. But for the songs I do have labelled, and uh, I won't mention the one I've already mentioned in my top list, because of that saying, I like Keone's theme, which uh, I believe is actually played later on in the episode with the knights. Anyway, uh, I, one thing I would like to say about that is uh, the quieter notes that it I. It's almost hinting at Keone's almost mysterious character because you don't know everything about her. And, uh, well, you don't know her past for starters as well. The second one I'll mention, it's, it almost made my list, was Sasami's Nightmare. <laughs> can't remember exactly when it was played, but there's two parts to it. Uh, the first part is a slow sound, it's like dre you're feeling dread. The second part is where I, to my favourite part of it, it's the core, it's like the core of the situation hits you and what hope you have is taken out of you with its powerful sound. The third one I like to mention, I don't, I don't know the name, I think it's called Kagato vs Yosho, and it's played when Yosho and Kagato in the OVA first fight. It's a very short track, I think it's 30 seconds, but oh my god, I'd love to have that on loop. It's just so lovely to hear. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, um, 
I guess the ones I mentioned in my top five, but uh, to not uh, reiterate unnecessarily, I guess. I really enjoyed, um, from the OVA, a lot of great ones mentioned, obviously. Um, but I, I also really liked um, Ryooki's theme. And uh, that one was, you know, you see, we when we hear it for the first time is when we see Rio Oki for the first time, and when when she uh, hatches out of her egg, and it's just this adorable little fluff ball, and it's playful and it's comical, and um, I think the I think the theme uh, fits Rio Oki quite well. I, I think it's 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 just a fun little little tune to listen to, and I also really like from uh, from Tenchi Universe. I believe it's just called Peaceful Day. And yeah, I think you're right. Yes, yes, thank you, Kyoka. And it's just, um, you hear it in the background all the time in Tenchi Universe. And it's just this really... It's this really mellow, um, nice little uh, theme that is often running in the background of what I think are some of the, the funniest moments of any Tenchi incarnation, and that is, um, you know, more the, the domestic plots, you know, where they're just like, um, oh, you know, Ryoko, you should be helping us do more chores, and Ryoko's like, you know, no, nah, I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to chill over here, and, you know, basically nothing's happening, and I think it's one of those things where a lot of people don't notice it, and I think that speaks volumes about how uh, how fitting it is because I think that's its purpose. It's kind of like it's not supposed to be noticeable. It's just it's just this ambiance that just helps lure you in, and uh, it makes the uh, as the name suggests, it makes the peaceful, mundane moments of uh, Tenchi Universe uh, that much more enjoyable. As far as I went, um, Kagato's organ theme, Kagato's organ recital, was really close to making it into the top five. Uh, but, you know, look at the competition that it had. You know, it it was close, but it just didn't quite get over the threshold. But, you know, I can't think of anything that really makes a better impression on you before you're going up to a, you know, like a boss fight than organ, maniacal organ music playing. So that was from OVA1. From Universe, me and who, man? Peaceful day. We first see it when we uh, see Kione, and it's it's the it a lot a lot of the time it's like Ryoko's theme. It's kind of used sometimes for com- comedic relief, but it's mainly for the slice of life aspect of Tenchi. You know, the slow day atmosphere when there's no there's not a bad guy attacking. Mihoshi is sleeping on the patio. Everyone is just kind of you know chilling, doing their own thing, and. It's a it's a peaceful day. It's a peaceful atmosphere, which mirrors its name mirrors the name of the title perfectly. And then one that I haven't heard, but really made an impression on me, was uh, Tokimi's theme, or Tokimi is watching, as it's referred to. It reminded me a lot of Metroid. Like, it has a very Metroid-y sci-fi space feel 
that I just I I'm a sucker for. I'm a sucker for stuff like that, and it's very ethereal. It's very fantastic. Like you're about to. Uh, go up to a presence that you don't even know is really there, which is great because that's exactly what happens with Zero. And you're treated to this gigantic visage of something that is kind of like a high-pitched voice, but it echoes a little bit. And it just, it, that theme, I think, really, really built up Tokimi, at least as far as OVA2 went, very well. And, um, that is just about it for. No need for melody, TenchiCast 13. Does anybody have anything they would like to add? Me, me. Uh, just a quick question. When you stay on, when you said um, Peace Will Die, you hear it when we first see Keone. When was that? Isn't I believe it was the first episode that she's introduced. Well, I mean, it may not, it may not have been the first time we hear, but like when she's walking towards the house and it's playing, I remember that very specifically. Oh, okay. I was going to say, technically it's not the first song you hear, but, uh, whatever. <laughs> That's why we have Keone fans around. <laughs> I just want to say, I had not even thought of it before you mentioned Dagon, but yeah, Tokimi is watching. That is a good one. And now that, now that you say it, I can definitely Metroid uh, quality to it, and I'm a massive Metroid fan, so that just makes it even better in my mind. So I think you hit the nail right on the head on that one. I hadn't even thought of that. Wow. Life and uh, the vocal song Call from Duel is also very good for... I don't know about Call. Call's a very kind of sad song, but uh, Life is a very common... uh, It fits that same idea as uh, Pleasant Day, pretty much. Um, Maybe just the... uh... The music that always plays during the preview at the end of each universe episode, the next time on Tenshi Universe, I just love that that peppy little uh, keyboard theme. I like that. It's actually called Preview. <laughs> How about that? It's a good one, Chuck. That's that's really that was underrated in my mind, but now that I think of it, if I hear that, I'm instantly I, I think preview. I'm like, oh, I got to pay attention. What's going to happen next episode? Well, everyone. Thank you so much for being in on TenchiCast. Everyone listening, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and be sure to check us out at TenchiForum.com. Also, many members from TenchiForum, represent, will be going to Otakon 2013 this year and will be cosplaying as dual characters. JG, if you'd like to elaborate... Well, uh, if you haven't already, you need to watch Dual Parallel Trouble Adventure. Uh, there's plenty of places online you can still find it. Um, we've got a D, a Commander Sonata, and Koski, and maybe even a King Rara, and some other people coming, but uh, we're hoping to see any Tenchi cosplayers, any additional people that would like to cosplay Dual, since they're fairly easy costumes. Uh, you know, nothing super elaborate. A lot of it's like school uniforms or things like that. And, you know, we're in need of some Mitskis right now if anybody wants to, you know, jump in. But uh, we hope it'll be a great time. And we'll this will actually probably be the first time ever that the majority of all Tenchi Form-related admins will be in one place. As we've got Bob from... Uh, or Bob N64 from the Sanctuary, and Dagon, of course, being the administrator of Tenchi Forum, and me being the administrator of Duel Fans. So, you know, a lot of uh, 
lot of brains in one place, I guess, not to toot our own horn, but <laughs> yeah, we hope to see you there. For fans of uh, Tenchi Forum, as I call it, Tenchi Forum Takes Ohio Con, uh, we won't be having a panel there, but we will certainly be doing our best to keep you up to date with any announcements that come out of Otakon. I know I was at Otakon last year, along with our other forum member, Mittens, and that was when we got the big Funimation announcement that they were releasing, re-releasing the show and uh, subbing and, uh, and dubbing uh, War on Geminar. And so hopefully we can continue in 2013 Tenchi's revival at Otakon. So we'll keep abreast with all the latest news from Otakon, and stay tuned for Tenchi Forum Takes Otakon. Except me. I'm in England. I'm going to Aircon. <laughs> Until next time, stay gold. Stay gold.